using joint ventures to grow your business with Ashley Hockney from Teachable. For episode 70, let's do it. Welcome to the Rebel Growth Podcast. I am Borja Beso, and every week I bring you step-by-step growth and only marketing strategies that you can actually implement in your business to see some results. It's my pleasure to have you here, and let's start with another episode now. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for being here. Today's guest is Ashley Hockney from Teachable, a platform that allows you to create online courses and host them right there. If you have an audience, you can simply go to Teachable, use it, create a course about your expertise and sell it to your your audience. We're gonna discuss how this platform, Teachable, uses joint ventures to grow their business. Joint ventures are situations where you partner with someone else to leverage their audience. It can be a webinar, it can be an interview, live questions and answers, uh, event, you name it, an online summit, different types of things that you can create with someone else. And you can offer to pay them straight up, or you can both exchange audiences. And that that way you're both getting a benefit from the joint venture, which is the idea. So without any further ado, let's jump right into the interview with Ashley. Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, my pleasure. So, Ashley, why don't we begin by telling our audience, our audience a little bit, a little bit about what it is that you do at Teachable and how the, you came to work at Teachable. Absolutely. So I am over at Teachable HQ. We help people create and sell beautiful online courses. Um, Yeah, so (laughs) it's fantastic. Um, I run our blog, our Make Change newsletter. Um, Anytime you really see words on our website, those are probably me. And I'm here with 20 other Teachable employees in New York City. I came to Teachable just about a year ago. Our co-founder at the time reached out to me on AngelList, and it's been a wild ride ever since. Our company has more than doubled in size, probably twice at this point. So um, always an adventure. Wonderful. And uh, um, what are some of your superpowers, so to speak? (laughs) My superpowers. (laughs) If anything, I'd say I am the go-to wordsmith. So looking at looking at a blog, and then also repurposing that blog. I'm a big fan of reduce and reuse, right? Mm -hmm. Reduce work, reuse your content. Um, Because we are such a fast-growing team and I am just one person, it's the, I guess if anything, the ability to take a blog post and then break it down into a YouTube, a tweet, um, a medium post, something here, there, and just reusing everything we do. I. Love the idea of repurposing as well. It saves so much time, and, and you know, for you and for for everyone else, because there's also there's so much information nowadays. You know, it's not like you have to create new content for every single medium that you publish on. I mean, right. if if I'm making this episode, I can go ahead and create a podcast out of whatever that is that is that we talk about. Then maybe do a webinar about it, do a video about it. You know, you name it. 
Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, and it's it's not even smart to keep creating original content. Um, when your business is growing so fast, you have to find those ways that you can reduce and reuse and make your content work for you rather than it working you. True. So um, I'm really excited. I just I was inspired by one of Melissa Griffin's posts on repurposing her content, and something she mentioned that we hadn't thought of was using blog posts as a script for your periscopes. Hmm. So we just had our first Periscope about a week ago, and we're going to be launching a program in the upcoming month to help take customers through a training program with us on Periscope every day. Well, I do that in a way as well with the podcast. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes the guests that we have on the show, like yourself, yeah, um, have case studies about their companies, and those case studies are available online at websites like their own web websites, in this case, Teachable, or websites like Entrepreneur Magazine, you know, yeah. uh, Sumo, um, AppSumo, or whatever, whatever uh, uh, website that is that publishes case studies. And I use those case studies as, you know, as a script for my podcast. Um, oh, perfect. Sometimes the podcast turns out very similar to the same story that got published on the case study. But maybe I ask I ask some questions that were not you know with some information that was not published in the case study or or you know the you know the interview itself um, is is unique because of everything that that happens you know it's oh, just absolutely it's and just you a different situation but I use the same case study as a as a script for for the interview absolutely and you've got people who won't who like will never read a blog post, but they're happy to listen to a Periscope, happy to watch a YouTube video. People prefer podcasts sometimes. So mm. I, I never feel bad about repurposing my content because most of the time it's reaching someone new who just prefers a different medium. Yeah. yeah. Or like it happens to me, I love reading blog posts. Um, there's something about the way that people write or the blog, the bloggers that I enjoy reading. I like how they write. But I just don't have the time to read every single blog the, that I like, you know. Um, right. So I listen to podcasts, maybe while I'm on the gym or on my commute or, or you know, whatever. It's just an easier way to consume information. Um, Absolutely. I do the same thing. My yeah. roommates think I'm crazy, but <laughs> <laughs> always while I'm cooking, I'm listening to something. Sometimes I even, I, I even do it, you know, you, you can uh, speed forward the podcast. Yeah, uh, it sounds weird, but if you're, I mean, if you're paying attention, you can get everything super fast. Yeah. But I remember once I had my my wife in the car, and I was doing that, and she was like, "What the hell are you doing? That sounds so <laughs> weird. You're 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 such a freak. What what are you doing? Like, no one does that." I'm like, "Yeah, I just I want to have time to consume all the information before we we get to our destination." Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's funny. Too bad you couldn't. Um, speed up the trip too. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, Ashley, what, what were you doing before you came to work at Teachable? Um, I was freelancing at the time. My background is in agency public relations. I was on a team whose major client was Johnny Walker. Mm -hmm. um, and the most impactful thing I took from that was we had this viral video campaign with Nick Offerman. Um, which we launched on YouTube, and it kind of gave me insight into how things grow and what viral means and how easy or difficult it is to make things go viral. Um, but my background is in literature. Um, I'm an English major. I've always been a writer, um, submitted a few things to Glimmer Train here and there, and um, I, I got this call from Teachable. I was freelancing at the time, and 
was a little worried it would be kind of markety, but I absolutely love what I do. When I got in, I had never really heard of courses, right? These these are kind of new. Um, but within two days, um, I was just sold, right? They're kind of this like perfect product where, you know, me being a heart bleed, you get to help a lot of people at once. But in addition to that, like you're teaching, they help writers, authors, bloggers, people who traditionally feel like they have to be the starving artist make money. Um, so I was immediately drawn to that. So coming from that kind of traditional writing, PR, freelancing background, it was a really good fit. So yeah, that, that basically drove you into marketing and content mm-hmm. marketing. Absolutely. Okay. Now, tell me a little about the promise of Teachable. What, how did Teachable happen and why it has been growing like it has? Yeah, so it's kind of this, it's an awesome story. And what I love most about our company is how closely our incentives are in line with our customers. They're always in line, so there's never a conflict. Um, basically, Encore was teaching on Udemy and was really frustrated by everything they regulated from higher course looks, what you can contact your students with. Now there's a pricing cap at $50. And as he says, um, Fedora at the time, because we changed our name, was built to scratch an itch. And that's exactly what it was. So he built this very rudimentary V1 version of Teachable called Fedora that lets you own your branding, your student data, um, your anything you want, like you can c- completely white label your course with us and remove our logo. And basically, we empower the instructor to market their own course and also benefit from that. Um, two years out, we see that it's working. We have um, we're teaching over a million students. We have over five thousand successful launches. The average instructor who launches a course on our website makes about five thousand dollars. So if you're online looking at what kind of information product to create from a blog to a podcast, uh, a YouTube channel, all those are great, but they're very hard to monetize. Just this kind of general societal expectation is that content is free and it's continuous. You know, you're slogging at your blog and it never makes money. And an online course is a solution to that. So you can quickly repurpose that content. You can create fresh content. And that's where we come in. So we make it super simple to create and sell your own beautiful online course. Um, Our dev team is amazing. The product is beautiful. The product is fun. Um, And you own all of your student data. So, I mean, say you decide to stop teaching, you can take your email list with you. If you launch a new product, you can email your list about that. You can price your course, whatever you want. And if you decide you want to stop teaching, that content is all yours. So that's how we that's how we started. You know, <laughs> we had this problem, we solved it. And the beautiful thing is that we don't make money until our customers make money. So everyone in this company is 100% devoted to helping our customers, right? So I run our blog every Thursday. I'm thinking, what are our customers struggling with right now? What post can I write that's going to make it better for them? Which I think is really cool and makes our growth model, you know, not only ethical, but works really, really well. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it because I remember uh, when I first started blogging a couple of years ago, maybe four or five years ago, uh, if yeah. you wanted to create a course, you had to install all of these different type of plugins into your website if you were oh, using yeah. WordPress, a membership uh, plugin and a landing page creation plugin and then a plugin that would allow you to uh, accept payments. And it was such a huge headache. 
Yep. And I see how, how if I had this back back in the day or other bloggers had this back in the day, it would be so much easier for yeah. sure. Yeah, and we, we have tons of instructors that have come from WordPress and been doing exactly that. Jessica Sprague is one of them. She has 80,000 students in her course, and that's where she was at. She gave up on teaching for, I think it was like a year or two, before discovering Teachable and realizing, oh, hey, <laughs> this isn't such a painful process. I'm ready to do it. So whenever anyone asks me now, they're like, can't I just like install plugins on my WordPress? I'm a, my go-to is, yeah, and you can eat a steak with a spoon, but you wouldn't want to, right. you know? Right, right. Makes sense. Absolutely. And what about branding? If you want to, I know you said you can remove the Teachable logo and insert yours. Yeah, um, absolutely. Within a matter of two minutes of signing up, you can upload your hex codes, your pictures. Everything is fully customizable, brandable. You can create your own custom domain on our professional plan. You can remove the labeling, which allows us to expand from not only working with individual entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, but also enterprise companies. And what? Which is, uh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, no, um, please. Yeah, we, we have a couple enterprise companies we work with, like GNS3, um, where they want to either train internal employees, they want to train customers, or they just want to provide courses as an enhanced customer experience. Um, so we have people using us to create courses for those three reasons. And what if you want to, maybe you have a landing page, yeah. um, and you want to drive people from the landing page into the, straight to the payment um, you know, gateway, not having to go through a third-party landing page or something like that. Yeah. Ha, ha. I mean, is, there, is that, that something you can do? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up. This is one of my favorite features on our whole um, platform, and I think it is because I work in marketing. But um, within your course, for no additional cost, we have a course sales page or your landing page. And this is one beautiful page set up with an image, your course title, your subtitle, and right there below is your enroll button or your call to action button. And within a matter of minutes, you can create a payment plan, price your course, and someone can click that button and purchase your course. So we actually have people do this on our webinars with us. Every Tuesday, I host a webinar. I have people go on, they sign into Teachable, and they make their first sale that night because it, it's plug and play. You know, we, we have studied what really works for getting people to convert on that page from your images to your title to your subtitle, your course description. We even have a feature where you can upload a video that pops up so you can introduce yourself, um, which I love. But it's all there. You just have to copy and paste text. If you already have content, you know, it's copy and pasting these things over. And you can make that first sale day one. And we have instant payouts on our um, professional plan too. So, yeah, we have people on our webinars that create our course with us in a matter of three minutes who make their first sale that night. Do you hold payments and then you send them, send them out to the course instructors? Um, or so how do you pay? Yeah, so it depends which plan you're on. We recently updated our pricing uh, just by popular demand, right? People wanted their money and they wanted it now. Um, we always ask instructors to give a 30-day 30 30 money-back guarantee to their students. So previously, it kind of made sense to hold payment from one month to one month to make sure credit cards go through, that that money isn't spent before people ask for a refund. But on our professional plan, you, we integrate with Stripe Connect, so you can get paid out instantly. Oh, wonderful. That's great. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it's new. I think that pricing change came out two two weeks ago at this point. Um, and we're all really excited about it. People were really happy. When did Teachable first uh, start it? Uh, two years ago, as of last Thursday. Oh, really? So uh, about 2014, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, what original funding do you, do you guys had? Um, so <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. Uncor had built this product and was working on it on his own. And <laughs> he got a call from a founder who wanted to invest, like, you know, I don't know the certain amount, but it was, you know, eventually got to a couple million dollars. And we didn't even have the company incorporated. So <laughs> that day he ran to the bank. He incorporated the company officially, you know, formed it, created a company bank account, and we raised that kind of very seed stage in funding. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, last week, we announced kind of an in-between, not Siege, but it's not Series A, an additional $2.5 million in funding. I saw the news. Yep. Um, so I think everyone out there has that press release. Um, but big news for us, it allows us to kind of grow faster and, you know, serve our customers better. And uh, that's, I mean, it's weird because... Um, Teachable was definitely not the first to come to come out, right, with with the concept of teaching online. I think so. Yes, um, no. or not teaching online, but a platform where people can publish their own courses. Right, um, that's true. And you know, I'm not speaking from total fact, but my intuition would say we are the first to differentiate from the course marketplace. Um, you know. I would want to fact check that, but our big thing is that we are we are not a course marketplace. People might know Udemy, um, places that are like massive open online courses where you can go and take something academic. Those are very student focused, right? They're meant for people learning at home who just want a cheap class, see what they can get online for free, right? Which is great for students, but not so great for the people teaching online. So we have. We're the answer to that, right? We're not a course marketplace. We empower the individual to market their course. I honestly personally believe that our instructors are the best out there because, you know, they're marketing their course on their own. That pushes them to create a better product, to focus more closely on their student needs. Our courses are amazing. You know, I look at our top 100 course instructors, and I'm just blown away by what these people have done. Um, You know, they're teaching everything from watercolor painting to iOS programming, um, how to land your dream job, digital scrapbooking, anything, you name it. But these courses are so top tier. Um, it's really, really impressive. But more than that, all of these people are making about $5,000 on their average. Like, you know, the average instructor makes $5,000 per course. And that number is really outstanding. Because when you think that you can create a course in a matter of one month, who wouldn't sacrifice four weekends for $5,000? That seems like a pretty high ROI for me. But on top of that, it it's so much more than that. People are making 16,000, 11,000, 20,000, 48,000 on their launches. And these aren't celebrities, you know, they're average people whose names I didn't know before I worked here. And that's what I think is really cool that these like individuals are able to change their lives in such a dramatic way because that kind of money is full-time income. You know, it's passive income. It really has an impact on your life. And sorry, I'm getting all heart bleedy here, but I mean, it's really, really cool what these what our customers are doing. <laughs> Lovely. I mean, I certainly can relate to that. Yeah. Because ex- that's exactly what I do. Yeah. Um, tell me, you have a course. Tell me how that works. Well, I don't have a course. I have 
multiple courses, but not I am not the, the instructor of those courses. I'm talking mm-hmm. about a, a project that I that I recently launched a couple of months ago. It's uh, a platform for arts and crafts, mm-hmm. and I pay instructors to to create their own courses on the platform. Um, it's not it's it's not a teachable platform. It's I have to go on and you know program the whole thing for them. You know. Yeah. And it's not the same concept by far. I mean. Yeah, but definitely. but I do understand what it means to the instructors. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and it's so strange too because there's these repeating patterns of people saying, "I'm not an expert. I'm not qualified to do this. I I can't teach." And the the people who push past it are really seeing really successful results. You know, um, John Haas, he has a course on helping people pass their nursing licensing exam. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was so worried that he was going to fail. He actually kept a spreadsheet of all the positive feedback he had gotten. So when people started complaining, he'd have something to turn to. He made $16,000 on his course launch and hasn't received a negative complaint which is really cool. And he's like, all right, so I'm going to create a second course and a third because if I can reach this revenue goal, I can retire early. And that that's impactful, right? And his course is helping people study. Like, it's really wonderful content. It's helping people pass this, like, really important exam. So. And who's teachable ideal client? Um, well, we definitely believe anyone out there has a course in them. We all have skills or knowledge we've been through, whether you traveled somewhere and you can guide someone through that, whether you've taught something, um, to someone, you know, hobby is skills professional, but the people we see succeeding most quickly are definitely these kind of bloggers, these solopreneurs. If you already have content created, you can turn your course around in two weeks. It's just uploading the content, and then starting to market it, especially if you have an email list. Um, So bloggers, solopreneurs, people who are entrepreneurial-minded. At the same time, though, we have a very significant base of people who just want to teach online. You know, they're like, okay, I retired, but I've been helping people teach their children math, basic math in elementary school my whole life, so I'm going to create a course on it. And how many many clients do do you guys have right now? Um, oh wow, that number is changing every day. We've doubled in size since January. Um, I don't want to misspeak, but um, yeah, I know we have over 5,000 courses or 5,000 people selling successful courses. Many more are in the works right now. Um, but I can get you that specific number after this podcast if you'd like. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll go back to the show notes and publish it if that's something that, that we can do. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and if and if it's something that you guys listening wanna wanna mm-hmm. hear or, or read, actually. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what are, do you help instructors get? You know, uh, you know, get clients and customers because I can see how how much you guys depend on your instructors. I mean, if they don't succeed, you don't succeed. Yeah, um, that's kind of the beautiful thing, right? We. We empower people to market their course. And at first, that sounds really scary. Um, But at the same time, we host workshops twice a week, um, either our seven steps, which is kind of like an introduction to how courses make money, how this process works, our quick start webinar, which helps people get set up on the technology. We also offer um, 
pretty frequently deals on other different courses where we're doing interviews with successful course creators on how they launch their course. Um, but we also have a support site that's telling people how to use the technology. We have our blog. Um, that's what I do. And I basically have written out over the past year articles every week that take you from ideation to launch to relaunch and tell you exactly how to do it. So the resources are there. Um, there is, you know, that curve as people start, have to get over that idea of like marketing a course and like what that means. I would say it's as simple as copying and pasting a link to your sales page and dropping it into an appropriate Facebook group, really, when it comes down to it. But we, we create those resources. Um, we're always doing whatever we can to help our instructors. And we actually have our own courses here at Teachable. We just finished up The Profitable Teacher, which walks you exactly how to create your own online course. That's great. Okay, now let's get into the growth strategies yeah. that Teachable used to, to acquire yes. their customers early on, okay? Yeah. Um, more specifically, I want to talk about joint ventures because I know yeah. that, that, has be, that has been a huge strategy for you guys. How did you approach this? What are the different things, you know, everything, if someone wants to start implementing this? Mm -hmm. um, so joint ventures are something that have changed our business, truly. Um, as you start to grow, right, so much of growth is based on tapping other people's audiences. That's what you're doing when you're going into community forums and dropping a link to your product, right? Um, but by doing something like a webinar, which is one of our personal favorites, you get to present your content to someone else's audience. And then generally, they can present to yours as well. So you have this really nice trade-off of content that's both benefiting each other's audiences and you're tapping someone else's market. Um, we started out just doing these small webinars with people like Mariah Cause, Jessica Sprague. Uh, Mariah Cause is amazing. She hosts webinars herself, and they convert around 30%. She's made over six figures on her launches, over six figures month on month for almost a year. Um, and so we started with webinars, right? But you can also say that podcasts like what we're doing now are a joint venture or guest blog posts. And those are a good place to, to start. Um, definitely, if, if I had to choose, start with a guest blog post, move your way up to a podcast, maybe an interview where they see your face, and then eventually a webinar. Um, after the webinar, you get something like an online summit, which is really, really exciting. We are actually hosting one um, starting tomorrow, um, Wednesday, May, May 11th, um, our Book to Course Summit. So we're trying to help bloggers, writers, authors go from you know written content to online course. Um, they monetize really well. But what we've done is bring in all these amazing industry leaders. I think we have over 25 world-class entrepreneurs coming to speak and give live workshops. And this, this will change our business. You know, it kind of drives like a huge spike in revenue um, while also providing super real valuable content to our customers. So we've reached out to people um, who will come present a live workshop for us, um, you know, and we work with them in you know, whatever way makes sense for their business. Um, but it's very cool because we've had a lot of these people email their list, their audiences to come attend. So we get to talk to them. We get to say, we're teachable. Here are courses. Here's, how, here's what we do and how we do it. And invite them into our teachable tribe. And what, uh, when it comes to webinars, what kind of plan do you, do you offer right there on the webinar? Or do you mention that you have all, you know, four different plans? Or how do you approach this? Um, 
Well, at the end of every webinar, there's an offer. Um, so your whole webinar and the way it's built up is first you kind of have to sell people on the idea of like whatever you're selling, right? So we're selling online courses. We're going to sell people on why that even makes sense. And then, and this is the best part, you provide really real value to your people. We tell people how to create their course, exactly what to do. We make it sound super appealing because it is, and you're showing them something really valuable. And then at the end, it makes more sense now that you've given, given, given content for over an hour to say, all right, if you want to do this, we've created this, this bundle offer that's perfect for you in the course creator. So we'll offer a combination of marketing tools as well as our teachable software. Um, and some people will buy and some people won't. Here at Teachable, we, we know we're the best place to teach online. So as long as people are sold on the idea, they, we know they'll come back to us eventually. Um, but it's really nice, too, because people who are upgrading on the end of these webinars, I'm hosting them. They come into our Teachable tribe. I see their names. I see them in our blog. Um, and we have a really real sense of community once, once people come and join us. And uh, how do you approach the people that you want to create a joint venture with? How do you find them? How do you reach out to them and convince them to actually do the, the joint venture with you guys? Well, it really depends on who the person is. Um, Encore, our founder, is a really wonderful people person. Um, it's one of his strengths, and he's just been in touch with a lot of our potential partners. So, you know, you start small, and as your list gets bigger, it's more enticing to people who are the bigger fish in the sea. So maybe you've worked with someone previously in your business and it makes sense to pair together, I would start there. Um, you can always cold pitch someone and say, hey, I love your content. Um, let's work together. What can we set up? What works for you? You can get farther then because then those people are introduce you to their friends. So it's this whole idea of influencer online marketing. Um, you know, I think we all have our lists. Yeah. I, I know I do of our like potential influencers. Oh, yeah, yeah, def definitely. But it's not always, I mean, the connection. That's where yeah. the hard part lives. That's where, where it really gets hard. That connection, that making it happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But and I think if you're providing value to them, it's a lot easier to say yes. If you're saying, hey, I'm going to give your audience this awesome deal or I'm going to do all the work for you. Right. You just have to sit on this thing for an hour. Um, people also kind of underestimate the cold pitch. Maybe it's my PR background, but there have been a couple people that you know, I read their stuff. I'm dying to work with them. So I just write a really heartfelt email, you know, short, sweet to the point. But I'll say, I love your stuff for exactly these three three reasons. Um, and if you mean that, you know, that uh, that authenticity, authenticity really comes through. Um, if you're faking it, people can generally kind of tell. Mm -hmm. um, but if you write the right kind of email, I've had a lot of success with people saying, hey, I appreciate it. Yeah, let's work together. And I'm uh, actually, I'm... Uh... I'm going to release a a guide or a blog post um, on how I approach, you know, making those connections with with whoever that, that it is that you want to get something out of uh, or create a joint venture with. I have a very meticulous process on how I do it. Um, you know, several days before I ask, uh, I go through a process of sharing their stuff and in certain networks, you know, and getting yourself out there and creating creating top of mind awareness and all this. Um, I do it for for what I just mentioned, um, Creativity. That's the platform where I handpick instructors and I pay them to create courses. Um, right. And uh, 
the way that we promote it is by reaching out to other, you know, successful bloggers in the arts and and craft space, and but and going through a process of creating that relationship. Cool. Um, and that can ease whenever that you know when the time comes to actually ask. Yeah, it's much easier because you have softened that relationship previously. Um, it's, once yeah. it's, it's not published, it's not going to be published. Uh, the guide's not going to be published by the time this episode goes live. But once it is, everyone that's listening will know about it, and gonna <laughs> you know send it to the list, and everyone's gonna be happy about it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I was gonna say I I, I want to read it. I want to see what you're saying. Uh, okay, I I can go. Uh, I mean, it it would go. It, that would be a whole episode in itself. But I'll definitely we can have a conversation later, and uh, I'll for you guys listening, I'll create a, an episode about how it is that we do it. Um, also. <laughs> You know, uh, if it's if I can do it faster than the guy itself, so that you guys can consume the content faster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay, how do you how do you de- de- determine what it is that you want to get out of a potential partner, right? Um, uh, I'm talking about do you if you want to get a webinar done or if you want to mm-hmm. invite someone to a summit or if right. you want to do a guest post or appear on yeah. a podcast like this one. How do you determine what's the best thing to get out of that person? Oh, man. So the way you worded that makes me – it makes my stomach turn a little bit because it's not about what you can get out of someone. It's what you can also give, right? And any kind of partnership should be seen like that. You know, no one's going to want to work with you if you're just taking, taking, taking. Yeah, but in the um, end, you want to grow the company. So uh, yeah. you have to you have to ho- have a goal in mind for yeah. that. So I, I don't, I don't want to be harsh. And uh, <laughs> no, obviously, no. I, obviously I, I'm, I'm not saying that you have no. to be uh, selfish and, and, and don't no. care about what it is that your partner is going to get. Always care about what your partner is going to get. That's what, what the guy's yeah. all about, how, how you soften, how you give, 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 and then ask. And, and what it is that you're gonna that your partner's gonna get, but you know, having growth in mind, you you have to be very strategic. specific, strategic about what it is that you, you're gonna do. Is it gonna be guest post? Is it gonna be a webinar? Is it gonna be a podcast? How can you create content together with that with that person? That's that's what I wanted. wanted uh, what I meant. I didn't want to. Yeah. Come no, out there. no, I I I know what you're saying. Um, so I think you know it's it comes back to that email list which I think is something most online entrepreneurs know is like the backbone of your business mm-hmm. um, and how big that email list size is. So it's reaching out to people that are within your range where they'll want to work with you but may also have the potential to send you out to their email list and then finding the medium that is most convenient for them. So is it going to be a podcast? Is it going to be a webinar? What what do they prefer? And sometimes it's easier to start small, right? Say, hey, let's, let's do a guest post or can I interview and I'll write about you and give first and then you know maybe later they'll do a webinar with you and if you're finding the right people um, you should be as beneficial to their audience as they are to you but yeah I, I think the biggest thing is either one like looking at email list size or two just just straight up influence maybe there's someone who's a huge industry player in your field and you would do anything to work with them in that case you're probably going to give them a little bit more than you might someone else yeah, and always be respectful and be, uh, be very considerate to how you approach these people. You don't want to burn any bridges. Yeah. Um, also, when you get a no, that's something that I've had experienced. Mm-hmm. No's are not no forever. Exactly. Good. Yeah, I love that. No's are not no's forever. I'll make that a quote, the fiddle quote. <laughs> <laughs> 
you can always approach that person later. Uh, tell them that you maybe your email list is, list is bigger. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, they have more time. Uh, whatever it is, don't get discouraged by the notes. Um, the money is on the follow-up or the value is on the follow-up, however you want to phrase that. Um, following yeah. up later, you know, keep on building that relationship. Keep giving, giving, giving. And another thing, thing you can always do several things with someone. That's something that I've done. You can mm-hmm. uh, say, okay, this is a, a great person. They have a great email, email list. Here's the number of things that I can do on a live lifespan with this person to provide a lot of value to them to get a lot of value in return like maybe i can start with something simple let's invite them to coffee this is uh, i'm hypothetically let's uh (laughs) we're inviting them to coffee would be creating a blog post something you know or maybe just ask uh tweeting tweeting them out and potentially hoping for a tweet back and then moving to a guest post and moving to a webinar or a podcast you know just create your ladder your ladder you know yeah. Um, of of potential outreach uh, benefits yeah. that you can that you can have. Um, exactly. That's what has been for because there's there's only so many uh, bloggers or influencers or however you want to call them in your industry, right? There's some, there's not a million. There's gonna be maybe a hundred, two hundred, five hundred at most, mm-hmm. right? And so you you you, ha- you need to have you know a a, a bag of potential strategies that you can implement if you want to keep growing and and make this a scalable strategy yep um okay let's 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 move on what about affiliates affiliate ventures how do you approach that um so that is something we are starting out right now we just launched our affiliate program here at teachable um We'll have numbers soon. So far, so good. Um, you know, it's these kind of top influencers, you know, the, or the people we've been working with for a while. You know, we definitely have people that are loyal to our brand that we love and we do whatever we can to help them. They do whatever they can to help us. Um, so we've set them up with an affiliate code. Um, you can also do that with Teachable and your online school. Um, set up affiliates inside of your online course. Um, and yeah, that's a great way to change the curve. We anticipate it that it will do that for us, that it'll grow the company. There's no reason why it shouldn't. Um, we'll have numbers soon. Awesome. Um, any other type of young va- joint ventures uh, that you uh, that you would like to talk about here? Oh man, so obviously podcasts. Like, let's let's bring up podcasts like this one, right? Yeah, that's an obvious one. Yep, podcasts are obvious. They're awesome. Um, yeah, and you can also get this, like if I was, if I had this podcast, I might transcribe it, turn it into a blog post, throw it on SoundCloud, throw it on YouTube, you know, you can do a million things. So podcasts are podcasts are great, guest blog posts, webinars are awesome, that's where it's at, affiliate deals, if you can get a couple of people, even just five together, you could do a mini summit, something like that. Um, interviews, even just themselves. I, I'm a huge fan of doing an interview through something as simple as Google Hangouts. We use Zoom. And just taking that video and repurposing it. Um, you can you know, cut the clip. You have a testimonial. You can throw it into a blog post. You can uh, grow your YouTube channel with it. You can tweet it out later. Um, and the best thing about working with it, someone is that they're going to help you promote it as well. So you've got two people now trying to promote content. Right. Wonderful. Actually, anything else that you want to share with, with the audience before we go? Um, 
Well, I guess like from what you explained to me, you've got a lot of people out there who are looking at startups, right? And they're already in a business or going to go work for a business. And you might be thinking, hey, um, I'm not really trying to create a course just for myself. Um, we've, you know, there are a lot of articles on startups and kind of hedging your bets and raising money and funding on your own. Um, an online course can do that, whether you want it to be like a side project, um, customer training, right? If people have a certain barrier that they're not getting over, you can create a course on it with us um, that trains them and that can cut down on your support tickets and save you time. Uh, maybe there's something else you need them to learn. Maybe you just want to enhance their experience. Think about that, right? Um, because courses are pretty easy to make money. They are really great for internal training. Um, I know so many startups, you know, we get stuck and you're getting so many emails, people asking for help. Maybe you can create a course that answers a lot of those little questions. Um, we definitely have people doing that. I've met more and more who have come to me at, you know, a few of our happy hours and they're saying, hey, I was at my job. I needed to help all these people. I don't have time. I created a course and it's handled. Yeah. yeah. So. Courses, also, courses are, are also a wonderful minimum viable product. Yeah. If you Absolutely. want to create a software, let's say you want to create a software. Creating a software is going to take you six months, a year perhaps. Mm -hmm. um, but you want to start making money now. Why do you create an online course at Teachable about what your software is going to do and start teaching people how mm -hmm. to do whatever your software is going to do? And then once your software comes out, you can ascend those people into your software. Definitely. It's definitely. going to be the same brand. It's going to be the same everything, same company. You're just going to release the, the, the software later on. Think about how Moss SEO, now called Moss.com, used to be an SEO agency, right? They're mm -hmm. now solely software. They're a, a, it's SEO software for researching links or content or influencers or a lot of things that you can you mm -hmm. can research online basically seo stuff but they they started as, as an seo blog and they provided seo services same same name same brand i'm hmm. now they didn't do it with this with this what what, what i'm talking about they, they didn't start it uh, as an seo agency because they wanted to later create a software but that's how it happened now you know that it can happen now you can create a course about whatever your software is going to do and later create that software with the money that you're going to be making for that course. Exactly. And the thing that's kind of cool, too, is within a course, you know, you're getting to really know your audience. People are leaving comments. You're teaching someone something. But you can really learn what their pain points are, what people are struggling with. So if you're creating a software solution, that can help you decide, like, what new features to build, which is something that um, runrun.it used. Um, we just did a case study with them. I was talking with them and they're like, yeah, we basically see what courses people are watching, what lectures people are watching. Um, and you can see all that within our advanced analytics and teachable and it's helped them decide what features they need to build. Wonderful. Well, Ashley, uh, thank you so much for, for everything you just shared with us. Of course. Um, I know the audience is going to be, it's going to get a lot of, out of teachable and even from the blog, head on with the blog.com blog.teachable.com. There's a ton of articles that you're going to love. Um, things yeah, like strategies that Teachable had used, which I've read. Any place that you want to send people other than, than the blog to make people stay connected with you, maybe sign up for something special? 
Um, yeah, if I mean, when is this podcast going live? I would love to invite all of you to our online summit. It's exactly a picture of joint ventures, how webinars work, how joint ventures work, how that gets repurposed into blogs. So if you're looking for a living example of that, or if you have content, you're a writer, a blogger, an author, and want to figure out how to make a course, that's what we'll be talking about. And that's just um, summit.teachable.com, and everything's free. Awesome. Well, Ashley, thank you so much again. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, me too. Um, be in touch. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Ashley Hockney from Teachable. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, head on over to rebelgirl.com and send me a message. Uh, you can use Twitter and tag me at Borhafad, or you can send me an email to borha at rebelgrowth.com and let me know who would you like to see on this show, and I'll make sure to reach out to them and invite them so we can see how they grow. They grew their company. Until next week, guys, go out, implement, and keep on growing.